0: Hashtag, you don't have to be Jewish. Joining us in studio now is Rabbi Hanok Teller, who's author, lecturer, and storyteller. Rabbi, good afternoon, good evening to you, I think, or good morning rather, to you wherever you are in the United States, <laughs> and welcome, <laughs> Rabbi. <laughs>
1: Well, thank you very
0: much for having me. Indeed, Rabbi. Thank you for taking the time to join us on the afternoon overdrive uh, this afternoon. Looking, of course, now at uh, your commemoration of Yom HaShoah and uh, South Africa's connection to the Holocaust as we commemorate uh, this occasion. Now, you two nights ago hosted a gathering here at the Synonym Community Hall. For those who couldn't make it, what was your key focus and message during the event?
1: Okay, actually, I spoke several places. Each time I had a different message. The key point really is that it's critical to remember how the Jews of the world were abandoned by the entire world. Right. No, There wasn't a country on Earth which provided them with Haven as the Nazis pursued the radical strategy of the racial destruction of every Jewish person. Right. There was nowhere to go, nowhere to hide, no one offered Haven. And it's incumbent upon us to remember this, uh, carry on this, not a legacy. It's more a remembrance of how we have to be vigilant not to allow this to occur in the present or in the future.
0: And uh, how was the occasion received, uh, Rabbi? How? What was the response?
1: Uh, very good, especially in the ceremony in Pretoria. Okay. And I was pleased to see the schoolchildren there, school children there uh, high schools, high schoolers, and they take very polite. You know, not every child is the most polite at that age. They sat very politely with a lot of decorum. Afterwards, they asked me questions. I was very pleased by that.
0: Rabbi, so, okay, so, do you, you addressed the community in Syndonym, and you know, you just spoke of Pretoria. Um did you go, did you go elsewhere in the country?
1: I also spoke in the Sydney Synagogue in, uh, in Johannesburg, as well as in Yeshiva College in Johannesburg. Right. In Russia in Johannesburg. And, uh, I think that might be it, Uncle. Okay. Sydney's now in America, where I gave a lecture last night.
0: Okay. So, Rabbi, I've heard, uh, just a uh, little information about you on the advertisements which I saw. Uh, tell us more about your, you, very, uh, you. You've traveled abroad quite a bit. Uh, which or what event for you stands out the most?
1: Uh, say again,
0: please which oh sorry rabbi uh, the the line seems a bit full okay so uh i was I was saying looking at uh the advertisement for your speech at the Synod uh, community hall, um it does tell us about your travels abroad, you are widely travelled, so just uh if you can tell us very quickly which or what event for you stands out the most uh it's
1: usually actually, the holocaust commemoration of interesting I unless if I don't understood you correctly. Uh, last night was an event that was uh, also very interesting. It was in, geared, primarily for the Jewish community, but the mayor came, governor came, all kinds of government officials came to show their respect and their commemoration of what occurred.
0: Right. So are you also conducting such uh, occasions uh, in the United States itself or anywhere else uh, at, the, at this time?
1: Uh, we're running out of time. It, it terminated yesterday, but... Uh, like I said, I spoke in New Jersey last night, and uh, right. I'll be traveling out to Kansas City for this coming kind of weekend to give lectures. Okay. I
0: see also you're a senior docent in Jerusalem. Tell us a little bit more about this role that you play there. Okay. Uh,
1: Yad Vashem is the world's the world, uh, international Holocaust center. Right. And the way the museum was built, it was, it was built to be guided. Now, if you could go there and you could read all the captions and come out a lot wider than you entered. Mm-hmm. I guess you could even take a, an audio tour, which is uh, automated, but it's made to be guided. And if I'm able to interact with my students or whoever's in my guide and sure. present to them the information. The most famous story of the Holocaust is the story of Anne Frank, which actually is not a reflective story. Anne wasn't in the ghettos, wasn't in the camps, she wasn't in the streets. She had a roof over her head, a modicum of food with her family, and yet, and yet, because it's a story, it's easier to relate so you unique about my tour, which right. makes the senior Ghost in Yad Vashem, is that what I do is it's you know, in the vernacular colloquial parlance, it's called too much information.
0: There are Indeed. guys
1: that are just unspooling information. We're talking about over fifteen countries over a span of six years, uh, one decree after another edict, it's just too much. So what I do is I take a personal story and then through that story I convey the information, which is what I do okay. The Role of children. Uh, where it's the story of nine children. It's an interesting thing because the Holocaust is the most documented crime in the history of history, But And so much is written about it. But the one thing which I found wasn't written, because right. when the war was over, people wanted to know how they had suffered and how they had been betrayed. Right. And the people who didn't talk then and have not yet spoken are the children. These children they are, and of course the groups of old age. Sure. And I went around the world, including one woman. One of my children is a woman from Johannesburg. Okay. She had left the war. Right related
0: story. Indeed. So just very quickly to just expand on what you've just said, how significant is it just to wrap this uh, conversation up to involve and commemorate the survivors? I'm sorry, how significant is it? How significant, how is, significant it, is it, yes, to involve and commemorate the survivors?
1: Oh, it's very significant because uh, we're talking about now just people at you know, the very end of their lives. Right. And, uh, it's so much more meaningful when you hear from someone who actually experienced it. So how do, what do we do? point is just to be able to convey the story so that the soil be as right, right. real happened uh indeed, Rabbi. I mean yeah in South Africa to give a pertinent example, uh anyone probably at the age of fifteen is not familiar with him. I mean everyone's familiar with the name Nelson Mandela, but they never saw him, they never heard him. Sure. But so because they kept it alive, it's as if he's uh, alive and uh, vibrant and flourishing.
0: Indeed. Rabbi, thank you. We're going to have to leave it there. We've just about run out of time. Thank you so much for availing yourself and uh, making the time to join us on uh, Chai Mm -hmm. Fem this afternoon.